Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Clydesdale Media Mindset with Phil Mansfield. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I'm the Clydesdale. He is Phil Mansfield. Phil, how are you doing? Very, very well. Cold weather has arrived here in Denmark, so um, hoodies and we're not running in shorts outside anymore. Yeah, same thing here in Ohio. We had a beautiful week last week, uh, but this week the temperatures have dropped dramatically. It's, uh, it's getting that time of year isn't it, where people start feeling uh, feeling cold and uh, that I don't know if is it is it a thing we talk about it here the winter blues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they call it seasonal yeah. um, affective disorder here. That's it. That's it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but speaking of that, and the holidays are coming up here in the states where just a couple weeks away from Thanksgiving, which means you're going into the traditional uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa season as well. And we really wanted to focus a little mini series on happiness because a lot of people get stressed out at the holidays. And I think we need to focus on being happy. That's what it's really intended to be anyway. So it's a three-part series, and if you've been following along with us, we've been doing a little mini-series anyway, so we're just going to kind of continue that format with three episodes over the next three weeks. The first one is, what is happiness? So Phil, what is happiness? What is happiness, right? It's, uh, oh, if only I knew, Scott, it's a wonderful topic, and it's, uh, it's something that is quite undefinable. It's really interesting as a as a pub question or as a question as a dinner party asking people to find happiness for me. We all know what happiness is. We all feel happiness or we understand our own perception of happiness. But actually to define it or put a terminology on it is really, really difficult. Um, and happiness can be acute and chronic. And by that means, by that, I mean, you could be going through long periods of sadness but feel really happy in the moment or you could be going through a long period of happiness and feel really sad in the moment and it's so it's so relative to environment and situations and you have a different degree of happiness in the morning or in the afternoon or you know it can change on a sixpence and it can change on on a on a knife's edge if you like and so and so having that just open forum discussion about happiness is really interesting um so, so defining happiness is tough. So I, I have a question for you. You talk about you can be in a long period of happiness with a short period of sadness or vice versa. How do you control those from being peaks and valleys? Yeah, that, that, that's it. I think it comes from an understanding of self. I think there'll be a theme for those people who have listened through every episode so far. The theme for me is, that self-efficacy. I'll always be helping people try to understand themselves better and understanding, again, like we said said last last time, my definition of happiness is irrelevant. It's your own definition of happiness. And I think just having that process of going through what is happiness for you is, is really, really important. And, and I think 
one of the most interesting things or one of the most interesting reading I've ever done around happiness is that we actually synthesize happiness ourselves. So, so happiness isn't something that is given to me. <clears throat> happiness is something that is inside me. Uh, and so if I wasn't able to define happiness, I would find it very difficult to find happiness. So what are, what are some tools that we can use to really dig in there and find out what is our happiness and how do we get to that place? Well, I think the most important thing is that, <clears throat> is that to understand that we'll, we'll for, for the most part synthesize happiness. So if we have that, and what I mean, let me define synthesize happiness. What I mean is that uh, research suggests that nearly doesn't matter what's happened to you positively or negatively three to six months down the line you will review it as a downgraded version of how positive it was or an upgraded version of how negative it was and you'll synthesize it to some kind of middle ground so the piano playing extrovert will listen to that and think what a boring way to live my life that in six months time whatever's happening to me now i will feel the same about it and the outcome of you know, the guys who are trying to to win to win things or win championships, it's very often that they'll when they actually win the championship, they they're elated, but then there's this enormous down period after, and it was almost like, well, what was it worth? What was it part of? Uh, I'll never forget the first time I crossed the finish line of an Ironman. I I was devastated. Uh, I was absolutely devastated because I woke up the next morning. And I was still me. I was the same person that went into the race. And I had somehow developed this perception that it was going to change me and make me a different person and make me happier. And I think when we realize that whatever happens to us, we will synthesize it to what we need it to be as part of our core values. It enables us to turn around and say, well, if I work on my core values, I'll understand myself better in that situation. And that becomes happiness. You're on mute, Scott. Doggone it. I, I think that's fascinating because I've heard Matt Fraser say in interviews that he had post-competition blues after winning the CrossFit Games. You have this like moment of elation where everybody surrounds you and you're surrounded by all these people basically telling you how great you are because you just won the CrossFit Games. And then a day or two later, all that goes away and you're left alone with your own thoughts. And and that's it. That's it. You are you are still nothing special to yourself ever. However special you are to other people, if you if you haven't got it inside you, if you if you don't find that if you haven't defined happiness inside yourself, it doesn't matter what the elation or the admiration going on around you. And I think it's really interesting to to work in the realms that I work within. That the most insecure, unhappy. Uh, low people I work with, the higher up you go, the, the, there's, the, there's, a, there's exceptions to that rule, of course. I don't want to blanket the, the entire elite world. But you look at the, the wonderful music, musicians of the world, you know, they, they're the, some of the most unhappy people, some of the most sort of have the most uh, compensatory behaviors in terms of alcohol or drug use or, or whatever it may be. And and actually success doesn't equal happiness. And there's actually that old, there's that old adage that the more intelligent you are, the less happy you'll be. And it's because you, you, you 
you have you stop to contemplate eternity and once you've stopped and you've contemplated eternity and you realize how big it is you realize you're never going to achieve anything so your pursuit for achieving makes you feel very very low and you're and you're never satisfied like i think as you're talking i'm thinking of like one of my favorite musicians who's eric clapton right yeah. some of his best songs came from tragic events Layla. You know, tears in heaven with the death of his son, um, Layla with the loss of of the woman he loved, um, became some of his biggest songs, and he wrote those during the most sad and tragic moments of his life. And and that's it. Out of adversity comes comes synthesis. You know, the adversity of his life has has brought joy to my life, your life. You know, I I have a one of my pride and joys is my record player. I have an old good old fashioned techniques 1210 right and 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 eric clapton's one of my favorite albums and out of his tragedy out of his trauma and his unhappiness actually has brought happiness to us um and so and so if his core value if what he's living for is if that's what he i don't know i've unfortunately never spoken to him but if he's living for producing joy through music as his core value he's 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 happy and and that's that oxymoronic that he's going through an incredibly sad period of his life, but he's making other people very happy, therefore making himself happy by producing music. And that's that balance the whole time. So as, as the tortured artist or the tortured athlete, how is the recognition of the synthesis an asset to you moving forward? Well, I think, well, I don't think, I know that, once you once you appreciate that whatever's happening to me now in three or four months time my brain would have rewired this to be part of the process how many times do you hear uh, i mean we can think of some crossfit examples how many of the of the wonderful female athletes didn't make it through regionals and then won the games the next year you got you got sam you got Catherine, you know and what they'll tell you afterwards the best thing that ever happened to me because it refocused me it retrained me where at that particular moment in time, it was a devastating, a devastating event in their lives, um, and and so really, all wonderful success stories are usually born out of tragedy, right? As we talked about with 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 the songs from Tears in Heaven and Layla, like, and so when I know in three to six months' time, whatever is happening to me now i'll synthesize to be part of my journey or part of the process it's why i absolutely hate the term it's i'm just doing it for the process you're never doing it for the process you're doing it for now you know it's, it's to love what you're doing now and if you if your core values are in place if you as a person have an understanding of who you are then you can weigh up what's happening to you now based off of your core values and therefore you can have that synthesis uh, validation loop set in place here and now in what you're doing rather than having a as i did a shock after the after an event after an achievement because i'm not quite sure who i am as a person so you have the people that in the in the moment will even say we're going to laugh about this someday exactly right because they know that that synthesis is coming um is there a difference in like the stuff we talked about before the piano player, as opposed to the piano pusher or, or those things we talked about in the past that people deal with these situations differently? Very much so. Very, very much so. And I think it's also a maturity thing. 
uh, it's, it's also a sort of emotional intelligence thing. Uh, I've always said that the biggest crime of in the sporting world is that we our bodies are good between 20 and 40. If our bodies were good between 40 and 60, we would see a whole new level of sport because that cognition and that emotional intelligence would be there. Um, if you could give all 19-year-olds children <laughs> and then after having that, you know, that evolutionary process you go through with children where you find yourselves a little bit and then put them into their sport, it would be a different, it would be a different sport would be 10 times better to watch. Uh, it's good now, right? So, so it absolutely is dependent on your, your cognition. And, and I hate, I hate to say it, but women, women do it much better than men do. You know, uh, our, our frontal lobe development in some men, it's not, it's 28 to 40. You know, we start to think, okay, it's not really all about drinking beer and, and uh, finding a mate, you know, <laughs> um, where, where females go through that process 18 to 24. And that's why a female sport is usually much more intelligent than the male sport. You can, you can see that in CrossFit, the way the, the, the younger females can break through onto the scene and it's harder for the younger males. We mature, our frontal lobe development is much later than, than females. And so if you take that process for understanding, and it's, there are exceptions to the rule, of course. There are wonderfully intelligent, wonderfully emotionally intelligent males, young males, and there's some females that develop later, of course. But, <clears throat> but that if their emotional intelligence will dictate how well they synthesize what's happening to them now relative to their core, core values. Well, Phil, this is already fascinating to me. I can't wait to get into uh, the next two episodes, episodes nine and 10. Um, thank you so much for today. Anything you want to say to sum up what we discussed? Uh, work on your core values, work on yourself, understand, understand who you are as a person and know whatever's happening now. However, However, however great or however bad it is in three months time, it looks differently. So, so it starts inside yourself. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. If you liked what you heard, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel and hit the notifier. So you're the first to know when new episodes come out. If you have any show ideas, make sure to reach out to Phil or I on Instagram or right here in the comment section on YouTube until next time. We'll see you on the Clydesdale Media Mindset with Phil Mansfield. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.